the sexiest man on four strings, Fish B over there on the bass. Thank you, Fish B. Chapter 551 of the Fishbowl, Monday through Thursday, 15 minutes or less. I'm only Bob, and that seems especially minuscule on a day like today. I am praying to the podcast pagan gods. Can I somehow, some way, maybe kind of, sort of, just make it through three fucking minutes? Like, like, can I, can I even just get there? That would be, that would be wonderful. Okay. That would be wonderful. It's not easy being the best podcast on the internet. That's why we'll settle for 17. Speaking of numbers, uh, this is chapter 551. And, uh, I was doing a little math last night and numbers are not my thing. Math is not my thing. But uh, I was uh, spent a lot of time, a lot of pencils, a lot of sharpening, a lot of erasing, doing a little arithmetic. And here we are at Chapter 551. And friends, I'm excited to announce that, that I feel I can comfortably say that by the time we reach Chapter 1 million, Fish B and I will both be able to retire comfortably. You hear that, Fish B? We're, we're almost there. Oh, by the time we get to chapter one million. Oh, what, one else, a, a real quick thing about numbers yesterday. I, I think in my uh, stock market, exa- I, I, numbers come and go. I'm completely dislike. I don't, I don't understand. A lot of people think counting is the easiest thing. Not so much, not so much. Uh, but what did I say? I thought the stock market high was around 35. Uh, it was, it got above 37 real quickly, but it didn't close there. Uh, one day in uh, January, I believe, I believe the highest close ever was just on January 4th of this year at uh, 36,799. And, uh, and today, th- thanks inflation, um, closed below 30,000. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Also uh, going on in the world. You know who's got, I think, the toughest job in America right now? Merrick Garland. Talk about a real shit burger of a reward for uh, getting screwed out of the Supreme Court by Mitch McConnell. The Attorney General, America's top cop, leading the Justice Department, Attorney General Merrick Garland, has to decide sooner rather than later should charges be brought against Donald J. Trump. And for those of you following along at least somewhat, at least casually, to the January 6th hearings, certainly crimes were committed. But this is where we get to a weird spot in society, and this is where we get to a weird spot for the country. Are you going to throw the Republican leading nominee for president in 2024? You're going to put him in cuffs? A former president of the United States, you're going to put him in cuffs? You're really going to bring him up on charges, bring his family up on charges, his henchmen up on charges? I know Bannon and Navarro and a few others are, are currently facing the criminal justice system, but 
because then the 33% of Republicans that are just in the Trump cult, which probably math-wise, and again, I fucked up the math yesterday, so I'm sure I'll do it again today. Uh, you know, one in five Americans, one in six Americans that are still in the Trump cult, that nothing else matters. It's just Trump, Trump, Trump all the time. If that's your jam, I think the reaction to putting Trump in, in cuffs is to a lot of these extremists, That's for sure, or I hate to say for sure, but I think could easily be perceived as the opening shot in a civil war. And I don't know exactly what that looks like. I don't think it'll be as rowdy as our prior civil war. It'll probably look more just like random terrorist incidents that keep happening. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. What is Merrick Garland going to do? You, you just hope the Republican Party. And every sensible Republican I know has already moved on from Trump. I apologize for not knowing any non-sensible Republicans. If you are... Consider yourself a sensible Republican. Um, the easiest way to get a hold of me is just bob at bobsfishbowl.com. Or slide into one of my DMs if you like, but let me know where you think this thing is going. Father's Day should be fun. That's this weekend. A lot of young people trying to convince their dads that the J6 hearings matter. Good luck with that. Well, there's some fun. There's like a motorcycle gang outside. Motorcycle gang. You want to hear a fun fact about, uh, about motorcycle gangs? that wasn't going to match up, uh, mention, excuse me. Again, I'm just praying to the podcast gods to get through this. Um... It's not that I don't love it. it. It's something other than that that I don't talk about. It doesn't matter how much pain I'm in at any given time. The only thing that matters is can I muster the strength and energy to, to give you three to 15 minutes? Doesn't matter if I'm dead before and dead after. All that matters is that somehow, some way, I can emerge with enough energy to do this. It's all that matters and being a good parent, and being a competent pet owner. That's it. That's the list. And doing my best to be a good friend to those who I consider to be friends. That's all. That's the list. Fun fact about motorcycle gangs. Yesterday, I talked about how I lived in Spokane, which is a city in eastern Washington. The Hells Angels here, uh, this part of the country, uh, they have a deal with the, uh, with, with the cartel. I believe I'm not going to get too into details, but they have a deal. <laughs> um, and basically, uh, the higher you get up, 
uh, in the drug food chain uh, out here is uh, is the closer you get uh, to the Hell's Angels. So so have fun with that. <laughs> have fun with that. We have some gang influences that have come up from California, which which I guess you're right. You're right. That's where the Hell's Angels started too. But I'm talking about the more modern uh, uh, gangs. They have an influence here too. But at the end of the day. Yeah, I just circle my block. Okay, all right. That makes that makes for fun ambiance, <laughs> does it not? We'll see what Republicans do about Trump. Elon Musk came out yesterday and said he was he was going for DeSantis, and this is why Ron DeSantis is a great politician. It was already news. But Elon Musk says he's supporting DeSantis. That's news in and of itself, like at least in political circles. And probably two or three circles outside political circles. Elon Musk saying DeSantis is his guy is, is news. The governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. But when asked about it, Ron DeSantis says, at the end of it, he quips how he certainly welcomes the support of African-Americans, which is a good line. I don't think he thought of it. I think one of his people gave it to him, but whatever. Doesn't matter. It's a good line. Because Musk, of course, was, went from South Africa to Canada to the United States to become the richest person in the world. Any Republican poll for president, and we're a long ways away, but now Trump is always, he's always way ahead. But when you take him out, DeSantis is way ahead. DeSantis is way ahead. And I think DeSantis is running no matter what, no matter what Trump does. So that'll be interesting. Wouldn't it be funny if I fell asleep right there? Sometimes I used to do that. Sometimes just for fun, I would let a uh, extended pause go by, and then I would just pretend I was snoring just to, just to be a smartass. Again, praying to the podcast, God. I should have said goodbye three minutes ago, but I just, you know, when you're, when you're this hot, when you're on this kind of a roll, why shut it down now? We got to get to chapter one million. Oh, one other bummer thing about inflation. I'm sorry, this is just the, the, all the wheels spinning in my mind. And I'm like, oh, yeah, remember a minute ago when we talked about the stock market correction and blah, blah, blah? I'm looking over there at my son, Isaiah. The price of the PS5 is never going to come down. Thanks, inflation. And then one other... <laughs> Shout out before I go, because apparently uh, this is how a lot of uh, podcasters do it. Um, some young woman and I don't know her name. You could you could Google it. I think I think if you just Google like politics girl, like she'll come up. 
but uh, a podcaster who calls herself Politics Girl, who I'm guessing does a podcast about politics. See, that, that show has a good name, as opposed to this one. But, but she made her, uh, MSNBC uh, made her national news uh, uh, debut uh, from her house, and she had a big logo behind her that said, Politics Girl, on uh, the 11th hour with Stephanie Rule. So congratulations, Politics Girl. Uh, you did it. Or something, or whatever. But, you know, she's not the 17th best podcast. I mean, she could be like 14th. So that's, that's a big gap. We're never going to do that, <laughs> Ever. I mean, we would go on Steph Rule's show. That, that's fine. But this isn't going to be one of those podcasts that, like, is also on YouTube. I'm not going to be a, a YouTube podcaster. I fully understand the argument that in this digital age, in the Internet age, you have to use every tool in your tool bag to connect with your audience in as many ways as you can, especially when you're building a show. Maybe you want to retire before you get to show one million. When you're building the show, you got to use every tool. You know, like YouTube and social media. I'm probably wrong. In fact, yeah. True. Time will tell. I'm probably wrong. But I always like to... I like to zag as everyone else seems to seems to zig. And it may be counterintuitive, but I kind of like the mystery of just being here. We podcast prolifically. Four podcasts a week is a pretty prolific pace. Do we have to be everywhere else? A lot of people would argue that we would. I say we'll find out. Maybe it'll Al Gore hockey stick. Maybe it won't. We'll find out. Little mysteries. Not in a time when everyone has to share everything about everything. And I'm completely honest and open about everything on this show. I think we can pull back a little bit from the rest. Sadios, fish bee. We're out of here.